0: G'day and welcome to the punting monologue. Spring, it's spring, Benny. We're here. I'm Sunny Mun. That's Benny Clifton. How are you, mate? Yeah, I mean each week just rolls into
1: another, but um, the horses are just getting faster at this time of year. So now nah, it's a good time of year to be alive. And uh, as I said, the good horses are out. The, the weather's getting a little bit
0: better, and mate, um, yeah. If you can't back a winner at the moment, you never will. There's no better time to be in Melbourne. Sorry for anyone listening outside of Melbourne, but Melbourne in September footy finals, better weather, longer days, great horse racing, Benny tipping us into winners. Hey, straight off the top, mate. Big story this week. The undisputed goat, Damien Oliver has pulled up stumps or will be after the coming spring swan song, and then I I guess a bit of he'll probably end up back over in the west in the in the summer. What's your sort of relationship with him?
1: The recent relationship has been a little bit of love-hate in regards to trying to back a winner with him on it. But uh, there's no doubt in what he's done in the past. He's, you know... Yeah. I mean, his record speaks for itself. And, you know, I look, there's no doubt it's a young man's game now, I think, um, being a jockey. And you got to be fit. And, you know, he's kept his level at such a high level for so, um, for such a long time that, you know, something had to give eventually. And, obviously, he's picked, the, picked this time to bow out. But, you know, he... Even though the last few years he hasn't been what he was, he's still been one of the top jockeys in Victoria. So um, good luck to him in his retirement because he's had, a, he's had a great career.
0: Absolutely. It's pretty unprecedented. I mean, I reckon the be- the, the way to be the best athlete, the, the greatest of all time in a sport, you've got to have three things, success, sort of supreme athleticism, and longevity. He's got 128 Group 1 winners, two Cox Plates, a golden slipper, four Caulfield Cups, three Melbourne Cups, and over... 250 million in prize money won in the saddle. Over a quarter of a billion. It's a bloody GDP of a nation. So there's your success. Talk about longevity. He's 51. He started as a 15-year-old. So that's literally six decades of his life he's been in the saddle, in six decades of his life. And then supreme athleticism. I think jockeys are underrated in terms of athleticism. I mean, you'd probably take them on in most other sports, but these dudes and chicks weigh 50-odd kilos and have to control and ride. And they're so strong. Wow, beasts. Oh, my God. They do it nine times a day. Mm. They're on the back of a 600-keg quadruped, and they hop off and do it yet again. It's remarkable. And he's done yeah. it for the past 18 years of that career with a broken back. He smashed up several vertebrae back in the day and miraculously returned with metal rigging him together. And when you look at their posture, like I don't think you really want metal rods <laughs> in your back when you've got posture like the letter C.
1: <laughs> but it's all Remus at the 100, raced away three lengths to nothing like a Dane and then came Vintage Crop but Doremus takes the double, Doremus three and a half, nothing like a Dane run second, Vianned across in front of Mannerism, Vianned Cross answering the urgings of Shane head in front Mannerism coming at him, Vianned Cross maybe a nose to Mannerism who's booted right on
0: the line and made it close Sunline the leader, Northerly on the outside and Viscount coming at her Sunline in front, Northerly the outside going to Sunline, they got Very tight, but northerly wins a Cox plate. A half length to Sunline. It's Fiorente in front on the outside
1: with Red Cadeau. Fiorente and Red Cadeau from Mount Athos. Fiorente just in front of Red Cadeau, who's coming back. Fiorente by a neck. Oliver's lifting him, and Fiorente
0: won the Melbourne Cup again. So let's talk a little bit more about him because you're not a true racing personality. Love that term. Unless you've had a few nefarious activities, and Damien definitely wasn't without fault. He was banned (laughs) in 2010. For punting ten k on a race, naughty boy, and having his phone in the jockey's room,
1: he claimed it was his first and only bet. He's had ten grand on another horse in the race.
0: <laughs> he got away very. <laughs> what? He got away very lightly with that one. Way to dip your toe in if it's your first time. Yeah, I mean, ten months all told, that is quite a light sentence, especially when you consider what you'd get for it these days. I do want to dive into what I think Benny is potentially the most unsung or at least underrated of sporting stories in recent Aussie history. And I know that the majority of people tuning into a weekly racing podcast will be well across the tail, but I think it's worth running through again on the off chance anyone isn't aware. And anyone who's into low-budget Australian movies would be aware of it as well. Oh, yeah. Look, if you if you can't make a film out of this, i tell you what, something's wrong. But firstly, his old man Ray, he died uh, in a race for when Damien was just a toddler. So that didn't deter him, far from it. He saddles up about a dozen years later and kicks off the greatest career we've seen for anyone in silks as a 15-year-old jockey in Perth, continuing the family legacy. We fast forward, spring 2002, Irish trainer Dermot Weld sends over two horses to Australia, Vinnie Rowe, undisputed champion in Ireland, and Media Puzzle. Probably initially seen more as a, a bit of a travel buddy for his stablemate, Media Puzzle then makes every post a winner in the Geelong Cup, setting a new track record with Oliver on board in the process.
1: On the outside, Piace Southern Crown,
0: an old tourney from a mile back, but it's the Irish horse, Media Puzzle, and Oliver. Media Puzzle wins by three lengths. Eyebrows raised, talk of the town, could he win the big one, blah, blah, blah. Then, just days out from the race itself that stops a nation, another family tragedy strikes Ollie. This time, remarkably, cruelly, Word filters through that his brother Jason has also suffered a similar shocking fate to that of their dad and he's fallen off a horse trialling and he's been killed, crushed beneath the horse's weight. Jockey Jason Oliver is undergoing tests in a Perth hospital after he was critically injured in a racing accident. Jason was racing a 400-metre trial at Belmont Racecourse yesterday when his horse snapped a leg, causing him to fall with the horse rolling on him. A few days later, Oliver does front up on Cup Day. There's a lot of willy-wony rachel ross about it (laughs) racing surely the furthest thing from his mind at this stage and let's face it early doors on the card he kind of stinks it up he's not pulling the reins well which is understandable there's awkward whispers around the track should he even be here today you know then the big one he saddles up on media puzzle for the cup and keen observers notice he's wearing his brother's breeches he's got jason's shorts on he's got the strides Things are starting to get emotional.
1: 142 runnings of the cup has been a better story. A more emotional one. See the breaches, Jason Oliver.
0: He waxed the goggles on, likely masking the tears from his eyes as much as protecting them from the flying muck of the track. And the race is pure Oliver. He gets media puzzle in a great position. He battles for it hard the whole time. And when they round the bend... For the home straight, with the crowd roaring, it's a race in two.
1: Pentastic
0: is next on the inside of Media Puzzle. Media Puzzle is right behind Vinnie. Here comes Damien on Media Puzzle. Vinny Rowe and Media Puzzle. It's the Irish horses, Media Puzzle and his stablemate Vinny Rowe. They're neck and neck, eye to eye. Then with about 250 metres to go, Damien somehow, who knows if it's from above, puts an absolute firecracker up Media Puzzle's clacker somehow reaching yet another gear.
1: Damien Oliver riding with the spirit of Jason out by three on Media Puzzle. I think he's got the cup one.
0: He screams home in a win for the ages. The commentary is bang on. He stands high in the stirrups, salutes the sky, blows a kiss to his recently departed brother. And that is one of the most underrated sporting yarns in the country, I reckon. I think racing people know it. I think people who stayed home sick from school and saw a midday movie about it know it. But if you're down the pub, that should be told more often because it sums up all the adversity that you have to get through to be a champion, which he most certainly is.
1: When he strode to the front at the 200-meter mark and then the race caller nailed it with his words, if you don't get chills down your spine during that, you never will.
0: It's just... 100% chills. And I heard on the day you were spewing because you had 50 bucks on Vinny Rowe, but that's okay.
1: Mate, I was too young to bet um, (laughs) back then.
0: Oh, I know your dad. You would have had something on it. So good luck to Oliver and the rest of the carnival, and hopefully there's a few more group ones up his sleeve. I'm sure a few trainers out there will want a piece of the legacy, so they might just handball him a few of their options. Who knows? Let's go to Corfield though, this Saturday, mate. How's it looking? Yeah, the track's looking good. So I think there's a bit of rain about on Thursday. Um
1: but it should be fine after that, so uh, we should be on a good track. The rail's in the true. Caulfield's a really good punting track. It is a... (laughs) The meeting's a little bit tricked, to say the least, but I think i think we've picked the eyes out of it enough to to make a profit but yeah it's not one of those meetings where you go into it going um it looked pretty clear cut like um i thought it did last week so and probably the the reason behind that is you know there's a lot of horses at different stages of their prep some are resuming looking at bigger targets down the track but um it's a really good quality um day of racing
0: fantastic and just quickly to touch on last week all told pretty successful saturday
1: yeah, it was. I mean, the best bet didn't get up, but we had enough winners outside of that. Um, if we roll through it, Rob Rick in race three was our first bet. It was off the map in the betting. Just sat outside the leader and battled on well, but just the leader kept kicking. Hennessy Ladd um, got the chocolates for us. Inhibitions was off the map got up for us as well. Braden Star was a little bit soft in the betting. That that meant I wasn't as confident going into the race, but um it just battled away. St. Lawrence was a disappointing one for us in that it was it was really sold in the market. Sat outside the lead, didn't really do much, so that was the disappointment of the day. And then the of Hale brought us home well um in the last uh, at about the four dollar mark. So Oh Hail hey, the great man.
0: How's the great, man? That's what I was doing come the last last Saturday. Let's get onto it with the first at Caulfield over the mile. Our favourite is a little place called Aspen, Colorado at $5. bucks. is followed by Eye of the Eagle at six fifty. dollars Rap for the Queen fans out there at 8 bucks and Blazero at 8 bucks 50 Anything else I should be mentioning? Yeah, I mean,
1: this is a race. I talked about the quality of the racing on the car. This would be the, the worst race on the car. I just think it's a pretty even field. So I went looking for horses at a bigger price. I started with Bowrap. I just think this horse is a nice horse working through the grades. and I think it has map advantages over some of the other horses in the race. So it should map just in behind the leaders. It ran decent figures last start at Sandown. Gets a good jockey change. And 8 $9, you can have something each way on it. And the other horse was first light, as I mentioned. This is a, the easiest race it's been in for a long first time. First light
0: at 26 bucks. Crikey.
1: It is first up, so it's obviously looking for, for races uh, for further and races further into its campaign. But I just think $26, he could do, really do something here. So happy to have something each way on those two. In a race that doesn't really excite me, Aspen, Colorado, the favourite, no doubt is a chance, but coming out of a good rating race at, at Mooney Valley. But I just think it's going to be in the second half of the field. It needs everything to go its way to win, win the race. So um, I was happy to be against it. So number three, first sight. Number five, bow wrap each way for me.
0: Beautiful. Well, there's plenty of value early, so just have a think about what gambling is really costing you and set yourself a limit this Saturday because that could be a cracking start. Race 2 is over 1400, mate. Our favorite is Rheinberg at 360. Then it's Charlton Lane at 4. Looks like a bit of a race in 2 according to the market. Presser at 8 and Rogue Rocker at 11.
1: Yeah, I mean it, it this is a good quality field. This is only an 80,000 dollars race compared to the 130 of a lot of the other races, but um these are um in particular Reinberg and Chalton Lane are horses who are going to win much better races than this so I am with Reinberg this is a horse who I've got plenty of time for two runs back it's ran really good time been well in the market on both occasions um I just think it has the map advantage over Chalton Lane it doesn't necessarily have ability advantage but given a strong barrier one it's gone forward both runs this time in up to 1400 meters should suit and It'll either lead, I think, or sitting behind the leader, and that'll be probably the ideal position on Saturday. So happy to be with Reinberg. Charlton Lane, um, obviously, very impressive horse from what it's done in Australia so far. They have obviously come down looking for the dry track, um, I imagine. But um, it's sort of it's dropping from back from a hundred and sixty thousand dollar race to an eighty thousand dollar race. So this should be significantly weaker than what it won last start. But I just think. Um, yeah, it's probably going to be in the second half of the field, whereas Reinberg is going to be up on the speed. So happy to go with Reinberg. I think it's a racing two. Presser is in the market, but I think it's the lesser of the chances, and I'm happy to avoid it. So uh, Reinberg,
0: Reinberg, it is. Sounds like a good ding dong battle on that one in the second race. Three is also over 1400, and our favorite is Nunthorpe at 320, just shading Belerish at 350, and then locked up at six bucks fifty is biao Bay and Yellow Sam. One of those four are going to get it done?
1: Did any of those names ring a bell to
0: you? <laughs> oh, mate. It's going to be a long spring. I know it. Bell at Reach. We have been on that before. I know it. I don't know if it won, but I reckon it might have been one of your best ones.
1: Yeah, it has. I think it won for us, or did it we might have won without us. But I think it, might it really, it really... Have.
0: You tend to only remember the winners.
1: <laughs> Ratings-wise, it just went to another level last time in and really improved. First up, it was... It wasn't given much of a chance in a in a Mooney Valley meeting that was dominated by on paces, but in that race it was seven dollars into four dollars eighty, so it was really good market support for it. I think up to fourteen hundred metres, Corfield will suit it. Should sit in just behind the leader. So uh, I'm with ballot reach. It's not a bad little field, though. I mean, Nunthorpe's a legitimate chance. It Sort of didn't have a, a lot of luck on the inside there at Sandown last start. Join Barry 10. I think Jamie Carr will have to roll forward from that barrier and sit outside the lead. So I don't think she has many options. So it can win. Yellow Sam can win. I thought it was pretty good last start. Uh, behind Vivian at Caulfield which was a race that rated really well so I think they'll have to push forward from their wide gate also and the horse I'm probably completely against is the 4 Burr Bay but um, I think it's a little bit short in the market at $6.50 at the moment I think it'll push up towards the $10 mark so happy to back Ballot Reach. I don't think there's any rush to get the price here because of the presence of Nun- Nunthorpe and Yellow Sam in the race but wait to jump time and that'll probably be the best time to back Ballot Reach.
0: Sounds like a bit of a tough race. Let's go over to race four now, which is over two thousand metres to clicks in the old money. Dillian, not a real name, has tied up with Frigid. Frigid, bit of a high school slur that one. Oh, Frigid, yeah, that one. They're, they're both at five bucks. Yeah, that can ruin you. That can ruin you in your latter high school years. Affordable at six fifty, and Shandon Boo is at nine dollars
1: yeah this isn't a race we're going to waste any time on it was just too difficult there was nothing jumping out of the page at me but um yeah nice flat market for the punters getting uh, get involved in but i can't offer any opinion to be honest
0: Consider it done. Let's move on to race 5, mate. Halfway through the card now, and our favorite is Baba. Hopefully not giving us a haircut at the bookies for 3.90, then it's Legacy's 5.50, Little Bros at 7 bucks, and at 7.50 we have V8. Then we have Hedged at $8 to round out the single figure options.
1: Yeah, I mean this is a this is a race where you know there's some horses resuming, there's horses who've been racing lately that have coming through lesser company they're tr- trying their hand in this class the first time but alright let's start at the top Little Bros I'm not a fan of this horse I just think it overperformed last time in the market spattered out first up didn't do a hell of a lot in a poor rating race so completely against Little Bros also has to carry the penalty in this race Barber's another horse who's tied into little bros from last campaign it's got some ability but you know to be favored at $3.90 $3.80 i couldn't back it legacies is one who won by good margins at its first two wins but the times have been just all right without busting the clock so i'll avoid it the two i'm going to go with here a v8 which is number three I just think I've got no doubt this is the best horse in the race. Whether he's looking for 1400 metres already, I'm not sure. But I just think what it's done in its first campaign is the most talented horse. And I think the most pivotal thing about this. Horses. it won its first two but i think the fourth in the size produce up in sydney and the way the market backed it from 550 to 480 on that occasion was enough for me to suggest this market's got it pegged as a really nice horse so although it may not be its target race um seven dollars fifty about v8 that's an each way price for me and i think that's a good bet and the other horse is hedged this is a horse who went to Seymour for its maiden, and didn't have much luck pre- the previous run at Mooney Valley on a biased track and it just busted the clock last start. So I expect them to roll forward from barrier three and, and it's a, a really good chance as well. So happy to be with V8 and Hedge and I'm completely against the to- um, Barber and Little Bros at the top of the market.
0: The pattern at Benny Clifton, two-horse play. It's back. I love it. Absolutely love it. Race six over 1,700 now, mate. Jimmy the Bear is at five bucks. This looks like a difficult race. Emissary at seven. The Summit at eight. Uncle Bryn at nine. And Sir Lucan maybe at ten dollars
1: yeah you nailed it it's a really tricky race i mean there's probably no doubt that emissary is the best horse in the race i mean it did run second in a melbourne cup that that's good that'd be good enough for a race like this but 1700 meters first up won the race last year but it's carrying a lot more weight here so you're just you're just guessing whether this horse is going to win so there was just no clarity in this race jimmy the bear horse on the ups probably entitled to be favorites so yeah i think there's more bets later in the car that we can worry about than uh, this race
0: fair enough and you do win some and you do lose more so don't have to punt in everything especially when they're that hard let's go to race seven now at about 330 in the arvo over 1200 bit of a sprint here oh another one that rings a bell benedetta at two seventy, is taking out favoritism. Then it's Parasol at three fifty. Say Magique, hello.
1: Say Magique. Say Magique.
0: You say Magique. I say Magique. At five bucks, and then wrote to Arataki. Oh, some familiar names popping up. That's at about twelve bucks, and then they drift.
1: Yeah, and I think the two top two on the market, Benedetta and Parasol, separate themselves from the market. I think. Say, Majik is the weakness. $5, I think it's far too short. It's um, always been big odds in its um, career. So that sort of limits how short it can start. So I do think it is a two horse race. I am with Better debt. I've said it before. I do think this is a horse who will end up in Group 1 races. And she's a little bit soft in the market first up, but got the job done in a race that rated fine. Um, I think it'll improve significantly on that. And just on the figures it did last campaign at Flemington, that, that's, really, that's good enough to win this. So Happy to back Benedetta. Couldn't talk you out of Paracel. I think it's a legitimate danger, but I just thought Benedetta's got that real touch of X Factor about her and Paracel's also got to to carry the penalty, so I think that's an advantage for Benedetta. So happy to go with Benedetta. I think you'll see a much improved horse from that first up win, so um, she'll be hard to beat.
0: Well surmised. I love it. Race 8 over 1,100. We've got Asfura at 360. Then it's Kalos at seven, as is Magic Time Generation at seven fifty, and Masked Crusader at ten bucks.
1: Yeah, I mean this is a tricky race again. Um, Bella Nipotina's has just been scratched, so she was one I was going to be against. So um, she's out of the way anyway. As Four is a nice horse, but. Uh, what are they going to do from barrier three they won't be stuck on the inside the horse i'm going to have something each way on is mars crusader i just think it hasn't been in a race of this class for a long time i mean it seems to have lost its way a little bit form wise but i think they've realized maybe they've got to go back a little bit in grade to to get it going again and you know if this was anywhere near it's best to just destroy this lot and you know we're looking at double figure odds so something a little each way to um, find out whether he's come back uh, is the bet for me because even three lengths off his best forms, probably good enough to win so happy to have something each way on Mars Crusader.
0: Mate I'll tell you what last Saturday I reckon you tipped about six favourites and this week you are just splashing the value. Well,
1: yeah, I, I try not to. I used to bet a lot at the pointy end of the market at the favourites and that, but as I've matured, I think I've sort of started spreading the wings a, a little bit into the bigger proud prices, of you, mate. which proud I think is the right, it's the right way to go about
0: it. Yes, that's what the punters want to hear. All right, race nine. You talk about tricky races. Throw them into a hat, I reckon, here, because... I battled and I'm all I'm doing is reading the names. I wish I win at 370. Mr. Brightside, heard of it, 450. Alligator Blood, heard of it, five bucks. Princess Grace, nine bucks. Osipenko, pretty sure he played up front for Russia at the last World Cup at 950. And double figures the rest. Am I kind of on the mark saying this is pretty bloody hard?
1: It is pretty bloody hard. I mean, you look at the favourite, I wish I win absolute x-factor horse who's as talented as any horse in australia but going to be back on the inside short price couldn't back it alligator blood what are they going to do from the gate are they going to ride it forward and potentially ruin a campaign not sure i think mr brightside will roll forward from barrier 15 it's got the run under its belt and probably has to if it repeats its last run it's probably the one to beat but yeah i mean this is a race to that- it, it, it does set up the rest of the spring in that, you know, we, we want to see how a lot of these horses come back and it is a sort of a fork in the road for a lot of them. So um, happy to sit back and just watch this road.
0: Is there a bit about that at the start of spring where we also gauge not just the quality of the horse and how it's come back, but what they might be looking to do with its campaign so you can tell that they wouldn't want to necessarily burn it out early?
1: Yeah, for sure. Yeah.
0: Yeah, intent is a huge thing, and it's a really
1: hard thing to measure because you've got to, you know, be guessing. First of all, guessing where the where the horse is going to be targeted at and then guessing whether whether the trainer wants to win any races along the way um you know, for example alligator blood drawn barry ford and if they had drawn a softer gate maybe they'd be a bit more positive out of the gate but you know i can see where they would take they they could potentially say no nah, we don't want to ruin its campaign we could just drop it out the back and run home and if, if they go back from that gate then I, I think it's no chance but who how are we to know that as punters
0: could be a good one just to take some notes for the coming weeks ahead, let's go over to the last now, mate. I'm going to finish off the race day with my Oman, and it is number 14, Devoted. Currently actually favourite at 3.10, which is no good. Colino at 4.20, and it looks like a race in two because it's double figures the rest.
1: Talk me through your Oman.
0: Well, as the savvy of you will have already noticed, there is a YouTube link in the show notes of this very episode, and it is about a very devoted man. It's uh, Craig Choco Mally who this season brought up 500, yes, half a thousand, eat your heart out, Damien Oliver Games, of footy for the same footy club in the outer suburbs of Melbourne. You don't find a more devoted man. It's one of Mint Sports' first little doco offerings, and it's an absolute humdinger. So feel free to click on that and have a bit of a view. I'll
1: be sure to tune in.
0: And feel free to get on Devoted, because it's getting the chocolates this Saturday at about 5.25.
1: Or is it? Yeah, it probably is. I mean, I do think it is a narrow race. I think there's only two chances, but I couldn't separate the two. So you just, la- I don't know why they've put the claimer on this horse again, because it ran really well first up. It already drops, uh, was dropping a lot in weight, but they've decided to put the claim on for some reason. So I would much rather have a senior jockey on it and uh, it'll be much more of a chance. But devoted probably, Kalino, big danger, but I think we've had enough bets on the card to entertain us so far.
0: My word we have, with plenty of value around as well. Spring has arrived. Let's go through it. Race one. This is the worst race on the card. But there is plenty of value about. new you like bow wrap and first light. You can have a bit each way on that, guys. So just think if it's really a bet that you want to place. Race two is a quality field. You've got plenty of time for Reinberg. Hopefully, it's going to get it done over Chalton Lane. Race three. Nunthorpe is a legitimate chance, as is Yellow Sam. But... You're on Belariche. No need to rush for the price, guys. Just hold your horses and check it out on the day. Race four. Not going to waste time on this race. See ya. Race five. You're against little bros. Barber has ability, but not at that price. You're not really enamored with legacies. It's a patented Benny Clifton two-horse play. You can have a little bit each way at value yet again on V8 and hedged. Geez, there's a bit of price about this week. Race six. Anyone listening five minutes ago? I nailed it. It's a tricky race. A lot of guesswork. That's not what we're into here. Race seven. Kind of a race in two because Benedetta and Parasol separate themselves. See majik has made its chances disappear. You're on Benedetta, who's got an absolute X factor about it. Race eight. Another tricky race. But another bit of value, Masked Crusader, looking to get it done there. Race nine, there are some serious horses in this race and a lot of questions. So it's going straight in the too hard basket and we're going to watch for a bit of springtime intent. Race 10, bring it home with the Oman devoted. And that's all she wrote. What is your best, Benjamin?
1: Yeah, I'm going with Reinberg in race two. I would love for Charlton Lane not to be there, but it is. But I think... The map advantage that Rheinberg has holds it in good stead. So I'm with Reinberg. And if you're looking for a best value, I think that two-horse play in race one with bow Wrap and First Light, both at each-way prices, just something to get little each-way on both of them, I think you'll get a run for your money. So, yeah, Reinberg and, and then that best value in race one.
0: Race one and two to get us started. I tell you what, I'm loving that. Stinks of a Quinella in the second. All right, Benjamin, been an absolute treat talking to you as always, and I will see you this springtime Saturday. Good luck, punters.
1: Yeah, thank you, Sonny. Good luck, punters.